Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. As always, welcome to Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, along with my good friend, Kirby Hossman. As I always ask Kirby, how the hell are you? Oh, man, I am doing fantastic, Bill. I'm doing really, really well. It's a beautiful day in Coshocton, Ohio. And the real question is, where in the world is Bill Petrie? You know, it's a great question, Kirby. I'm so glad you asked. So where in the world Bill Petrie is, I am in the lovely hamlet of Short Pump, Virginia, okay. uh, or Virginia, depending on your your accent, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I am just a few miles outside of lovely Richmond, Virginia, attending the VAPA End User Show, the Virginia Promotional Products Association, where I had the distinct pleasure to speak to a audience uh, that got bamboozled into thinking I would give them some knowledge. Uh, so 60 unlucky folks wandered in, and uh, it was great because it was actually end users and distributors. So I was able to really kind of uh, preach the gospel of promotional products and use some of the uh, the great materials from uh, Paul Bellantone and his team for PPAI for the Get in Touch campaign. So awesome. uh, I thought this session went really well. So it was a lot of fun. So right now I'm actually sitting behind registration desks, so you might hear some uh, some people talking. Um, so yeah, I'm ready to get at it when you are. That's cool, man. I, I, I love these on location podcasts. So thank you for being willing to do that while you're on the road. Oh, you bet. Well, actually I just got my picture taken by the executive director of VAPA, Dana Geiger. And I just told her she was number one. I'm not sure I used the right finger. <laughs> I'll have to check. I'll have to check the picture to see if I use the right finger or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you did. You're, I think so. You are always uh, right on the the cusp of etiquette. Um, I, I'd like to say. I'd like to think so. So yeah. you got a topic? You want to start us off today? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, uh, I'm going to go out of order because you mentioned this. Um, it feels like this week, right? This week is the week that sort of the Get in Touch campaign has yep. launched. I mean, Paul Bellantone got a chance to talk to um, – um, Mr. Godin. Yeah, Mr. Godin. And so that's really awesome. They're at Advertising Week, which I'm pretty excited about. And then actually, not to, to tie it, but, but Paul was nice enough to be on my show, Delivering Marketing Joy, this week where he talked about it. So whether you want to read about it, you want to watch it, all that sort of thing, this is sort of the, the rollout to it. So honestly, I just kind of wanted to know what you thought, what you thought about the whole thing. You know, uh, it's it's a great topic, and, and it does seem to be rollout week for the Get in Touch campaign. And love what uh, the investment, and I think that's really what you need to look at it as the investment that our industry association has made in creating branding and messaging that is specifically targeted to the consumers of promotional products. Why are they important? Why do they work? Why do people keep them? How to make them more relevant and how to have people uh, really retain them so that the value just keeps on building. Really love what they're doing. I think it's going to evolve over time. I'm sure there's going to be um, 
uh, some adjustments along the way, but the, the very limited stuff that I've seen, and, and like I said, Paul and his team at uh, the association were very kind in sharing a lot of the get-in-touch material with me so I could present some of it today. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's going to evolve over the next, I don't know, two, three years. I think it's a three-year engagement, if I remember right. Maybe it's five years. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think it's fantastic because – you know, we in our industry, we love the promotional products. Everybody loves what we do. But I think historically we've done a very poor job of getting that message out to the real real people who buy them. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about it. And I think it, from my perspective, the campaign's twofold. And I, I think that's what they're doing, right? I, I think that they are saying, look, we're going to take the message to the marketing advertising agents, those sort of people. I think that's part of it. And then I also think part of it is arming um, our industry professionals with those statistics so that we can, in both sides of this, get, and I've said this a lot, and I know you've heard me say it before, we need, as an industry, to be a part of the conversation at the beginning of the conversation, not the end. And I think, Absolutely. I think that's the point, right? I think that's the point of both sides of that. And from my perspective, I think that's really exciting. So I, well, I, I and, and if I can jump in, which means I'm going to, I already <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> what we do, and I, don't, I think, you know, we've always had this inferior, inferiority yeah. complex in our industry. Yes. And, you know, we're, we, we talk about ourselves in the in terms like well we're the we're kind of the afterthought of marketing and really you're not and so what I challenge the group today of of the actual consumers of what we do is I need you to challenge your promotional product distributor partners to think with the end in mind. What are you trying to accomplish? Because look we can all buy pens and they're logoed and we can hand them out and it's awesome. Yeah. But what action, what do you want the recipient to do as a result of it? What action do you want them to take? And I think the more we talk in terms of, hey, this is a real advertising vehicle yeah. here, and it's probably the most valuable one you have in terms of advertising dollars. That's yeah. more valuable than, than television, more valuable than print advertising, more, more valuable. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the statistics on this, but I'm pretty sure it's even more effective than blimp advertising at this point. <laughs> uh, so I think the more we can get that message out there, the better. And, and I'm hoping that all of our uh, industry professional suppliers and distributors like really embrace this uh, kind of this uh, initiative. Yeah, it's good, and it's you know those those blimp statistics are hard to come by. So, you yeah. know, yeah, Goodyear's not real forthcoming <laughs> with those blimp statistics. I think it all goes back to the whole Hindenburg thing. Yeah. I don't know, or maybe the movie Black Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> There's a timely reference for anybody under the age of 30. (laughs) So, so I think, so sounds like we both are, our Siskel and Ebert are thumbs up on the get in touch campaign. Um, I have, I have 14 thumbs up, two thumbs, two thumbs, three quarters of the way up, one thumb sideways. Okay. That's impressive. That's impressive. All right. You got a topic? I do. So the shit show known as American apparel continues. So... (laughs) Dove Carney, he left in kind of an embarrassing way. You know, he was implicated in several sexual harassment situations, I guess we could say. Um, They've remained relevant in our industry, but now their CEO has announced that effective October 3rd, which is Monday, that uh, she is leaving. Mm, Yeah. And I just wonder how many more blows 
they can take while they remain relevant in our industry. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if you have any take on that or not. I just really wanted to make sure I worked in the phrase shit show in our podcast today. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It, it, I'm really glad you brought this up because what I've found is I, we don't, and you know, we talked about, we've talked this about this in the past. So many times yeah. what you sell is driven by the end user. It's driven by what your clients want. But in my company, we don't focus on anything from American Apparel. And candidly, unless somebody really wants it, that's very much by design because mm -hmm. it seems like every week I get an email saying that someone, a CEO from that company is being sued, fired, rehired, or whatever. And so I choose generally not to do business with any company that is in that much volatility. Yeah, um, it just so, seems really yeah. unstable. And, and, you know, the, the uh, I'm going to find this note. Um, so what she said, and her name is, uh, bear with me a second, Paula Schneider. So she's stepping down. And, and this is the phrase that grabbed me. Uh, so they're, they're currently trying to sell the company mm -hmm. to either part of it or all of it. And so her, her comment was the sale process currently underway for all or part of the company may not enable us to pursue the course of action necessary for the plan to succeed nor allow the brand to stay true to its ideals. And if that's not an indicting comment by an exiting executive, and say that five times too fast, yeah. but by an exiting executive, I don't know what is. Yeah. And it's just, I wonder, I mean, they have great, look, they have great uh, quality merchandise, but man, it just seems like it is uh, trouble over there. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, yeah, that, and again, I'll be honest with you, I'm somewhat, this is one of those moments where I'm purposefully uneducated about it because literally it seems like once every two weeks I get an email saying their CEO's resigning. So it's like, no, <laughs> much that's, pay attention. that's good. Yeah. So, all right. What you got for me, Kirby? Fire away. Okay. So is, is it too loud in here? Can you hear me? Okay. No, I hear I, it's good. Your audio is all right. Good. Um, okay. So I think we'd be a little bit tone deaf if mm. we didn't at least, at least reference the fact that the presidential campaign is going on. And though Kirby, it was an awesome debate. It was a fabulous debate. It, it was so unbelievable. It was so incredible. <laughs> yeah. So the it's interesting to me that and, and it's a question I actually asked in my office. So, you know, obviously the first presidential debate took place. And aside from, you know, the implications that are current, it was interesting because I felt like, OK, if you were a Trump supporter you felt like he won the debate. If you were a Hillary supporter, you felt like he won the debate. And then I think there's a, a huge majority that felt like America lost the debate. But right. I don't know, and this is the question I have, and I'm being totally sincere when I ask this question, did anyone actually change their mind? Uh, you know, I doubt it. I mean, here here's the thing with the, the presidential debates, at least the one I saw, and I watched it. You know, it was certainly better than the Monday night football game that was on between the Falcons and the, the Saints. Yeah. Um, it's become a sideshow. And, you know, it's – I don't want to get political on here. Right. Which means I'm about to get very political. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I actually, I'm not. You know, it becomes this weird little – rumble where we're watching all these little subtle nuances and and i think it's really kirby to, to answer your question it's an exercise in people hear and see what they want to hear yeah and yeah. See. yeah yeah right so you know i mean 
Well, both, jump- both, of, both of the candidates have problems, right? right? I mean, Hillary has some not, – I'm not saying with me because I'm an undecided voter, Kirby. Right. I don't know who I'm voting for. Right. But, I mean, she, she has – polls show that she has a credibility issue. Right. And polls show that people are a little nervous that Don, Donald Trump is maybe a little unstable. Right. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's just – the whole thing is just – in exercise and you know little sound bites and I, I thought I will say this watching the debate I thought I, like you I was embarrassed for our country sure. um, I spoke at, at a uh, promotional products of Canada event in April and they were kind enough to take me out to lunch and I believe we had poutine if you haven't had poutine in Canada I highly recommend it but anyway the topic of conversation was 100% about Donald Trump and our election process and it, it's embarrassing. It really is for both yeah. of them. So I guess my, uh, the follow-up question, right, is, is when I say if – and I guess there's two follow-up questions. But it, I don't know anybody who did. Now maybe – again, I'm not suggesting there weren't anybody who changed their minds based on this debate. The first right. follow-up question is if not, then what's the point? And then the second question is have – and maybe it's just in the political process – but you and I do a column, Salt and Pepper, where we actually have a debate. And it's funny because I say that because when we did the, the Salt and Pepper live in yes, Vegas, I felt the same way. I felt like if you believed me to start the debate and mm-hmm. you were in the audience, then you believed me at the end of the debate and vice and versa. See, and so and see, that's right. have, we ahead, lost, have we lost – a little bit in our culture, the nature of the debate, the idea of walking into it with some sort of open-mindedness. Well, a couple things. So I, I, to answer your question, no, I don't think anybody changed their mind watching that debate because people, again, are going to see and hear what they want to see and hear. And so if someone's a Trump supporter, they're going to think, man, he made some great points and he really you know, killed her on this point, so on and so forth, and vice versa. So I think in a presidential debate, people are looking to validate, right. have their own opinions validated, where I will agree with you in salt and pepper because if I remember the in a quick plug because we are doing yeah. uh, salt and pepper live again at the PPI Expo I believe it's Monday January the 9th at the lovely Mandalay Bay Event Center at 9:20 a.m mark your calendars 9:20 a.m for that salt and pepper live but anyway um, I remember the salt and pepper live we did last year Kirby and boy if I remember right I changed everybody's mind and everybody was thoroughly disgusted <laughs> with your takes on everything. <laughs> Wow. Is that not how you recall that? That is, it's yeah, it's pretty close to how I recall. No, I, I agree. Look, it, you know, we always <laughs> talk about our swag debate, which is usually our signature moment. Yeah, right. Um, look, people are. I'm not going to convince someone that swag is is a word you shouldn't use because I'm not sure I even believe it. Um, just like Donald Trump probably doesn't believe half the stuff he says, or <laughs> Hillary at that point. I don't think anybody believes those anything. But I don't think people want their minds changed so much. They just want to think, say, ooh, I just had my opinion validated right. by the person I'm supporting yeah. or the okay. position I'm supporting maybe is a better way to put it. Yeah, that's interesting. So, okay. Cool. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So I've got a question for you, Kirby. Okay. Tell me what these things mean to you. Okay. Okay? Are you ready for these I, terms? I, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you can handle it. Niagara. Primrose yellow, lapis blue, flame, island paradise, pale dogwood, greenery, 
pink yarrow. Okay, my so those are the colors that the good people at Pantone have decided are trending okay. and what's in next year. And okay. this made big old front page news in the Los Angeles Times uh, last week. Okay. And usually I see some people in the industry, oh, look, the new Pantone colors are out. Yay, the new Pantone colors are out. And boy, I could give less a shit about that than anything. <laughs> and I want to ask you, am I missing something here? Or am I like? Are you on the lapis blue bandwagon? I, you know, it's funny when you said Niagara, I was like false. Oh wait, that isn't the game we're playing. Um, it's not. It, this is not Password Plus. Yeah. Niagara. Okay. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting because you're right. I think each year the, these come out, and I think that showing that you know what they are, I guess, uh, if you're in our industry, it makes sense because you're showing that you are at least oh, somewhat in. Touch. Hold on, hold on, just a second there. When was the last time you were with a client and Pantone came up other than my Pantone color for my logo is this? I, so, fair. And so, what I, as I was Boom, about toasted, to say... Roasted. <laughs> well, you're right. Um, if you did, let me finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I, again, I think I, it, maybe it shows... Through social media, hey, I'm on the cutting edge of this, but, sure. but, yeah, I, it's not something that that it resonates with me on any kind of daily basis. And the moment after I read it, it's gone from my head. And quite frankly, I always say that I am sort of Windows default colors. If it's That's not, it. yeah, orange, red, yellow, blue, you know, I mm -hmm. this is why I have a graphic designer. <laughs> no, I think that that's a that's actually a great answer, Kirby. Because I, I I mean I I read the thing and I feel like I want it to mean something to me. I feel like I I should know this, but it just it goes in my head and it goes right out the other side. It goes in one ear and right out the other. And and I I just you know I, I like you. I mean yeah, I think it does show knowledge. And I think probably there are probably clients out there that really want to know what is trending in terms of fashion and things like that in the colors. But I just, it just, I just it always makes me giggle when it comes out. Cause it always comes out with such fanfare and I just meet it with a yawn. Well, I, I think it's interesting because I think maybe you would look at it and go, well, gosh, the, the, the bigger, maybe a, a bigger clients or whatever would be more interested in that. The only thing I'd say is those people are generally going to be tied to Pantone colors that they've already selected. And, and that's, I guess that was my point, yeah, right? So, I mean, that's where Pantone really makes a difference is, yeah. you know, my logo is Pantone, you know, A4, you know, 17-da-da-da-da, whatever it is. Not what's trending. It's yeah. what it, it's what it, yeah. So I, I think we're saying the same thing. You yeah. got another topic for us? Yeah, so, um, and again, I don't know if we have enough time, but just to throw it out there, one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past um, a couple different times is that industry events of which you are at right now, I am currently at an industry event, Kirby, yep. live. live. In fact, right. the lovely and talented Janet McMaster, regional manager of Geiger, yeah. just walked by and waved. <laughs> well, you know it's live if Janet's there. Yeah, uh, it, it was a pretty dramatic moment. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm so glad you captured it uh, through audio on the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because I, I, you know, each time we have this debate – or not debate, but just discussion about um, this interesting – industry events, it's, I keep coming back to people say that the, the numbers of people going to these events are falling and maybe education right. sounds like your education was really well attended, which is awesome. 
Um, uh, yeah, there were there were sixty people there, and I, from what they told me, and and again, never done this show before, never been to the show before. I think it's the highest they've had in the last four or five years. So I don't think that has anything to do with me. Um, I, it probably just happenstance, but yeah, they had they had a good crowd. So it's interesting because I think, and, and maybe to my to what I'm about to say, the, it, there's an end user element, so that's a little bit different. I I, I think. Every time we have this discussion, we're talking about events that have been very, very similar um, for the last 20 years. And uh-huh. I, it, it makes me think that with industry events, if we continue to do what we've always done, we'll continue to get what we've always got. But I've, not, I've not been on the side of planning it. So I, I just kind of wanted your take on that. So I, I think – you know, I don't think it's a throw the baby out with the bathwater thing with industry events and, and you know declining attendance. I think it's making smart adjustments. So, okay. um, like this show here, and, and and they had one up in I don't remember where, some other place in Virginia yesterday. Yep, uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, so they had they had industry event yesterday. Or same thing, you know, end user show in Northern Virginia, and then I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and they're having the second one today. I think they've done some smart things. One, they don't start it at 8 o'clock. Mm. It's, it's hard for people to get somewhere at 8 o'clock sometimes. So they started it at 9, uh, the education. And then the show floor is open for only four hours. Okay. It's 10 to 2. So it's a get in, get out. And what, what it's really nice for is the suppliers. Right. Right. They're the ones who do you know the lion's share of the work in terms of you know schlepping their stuff to all these places. Um. So I think making minor adjustments, saying, "Okay, look, you know, like, you know, we we just complimented the PPAI, and, and I'm not going to necessarily pick at them right now, but you know, you've been to the expo as many times as I have, well, you know, 15, 20 times, whatever it is. That last show day is so poorly attended, right? It's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, but." If they shorten it a day, then that next last day now becomes the worst attendance. So yeah. I, I don't know if there's an answer to it. I just think trying to make it more compact, more meaningful, um, and it's small changes, but they're okay. smart changes. And they're changes with the, the uh, attendee in mind, right? right? It's not what it's – not, it's not to fill out an activity form. It's not to – well, that's the way we've always done it. It's what does, what does the audience want, right? right? Yeah. No, I agree. That's good. Well, that's cool, man. So I think we've we've accomplished the time limit. Do you have anything else quickly that we could get to, or are we we good? No, I don't. Um, I think I'm good. I mean, any topic I have, and I've got a couple more, would uh, just bleed us over our. You know, we try to keep it. At, I think we do a good job of trying to keep it at 20 to 25 minutes, little bite-sized nuggets of, of fun. Yep. Uh, for people, hopefully, people and it looks like people are still really enjoying it. So, awesome. uh, thank you. You know, one thing I do want to make sure uh, someone who's really in touch is our sponsor this week. Yes. Our sponsor this week of Unscripted is very in touch with what is pulsating in the promotional products industry, and that is the good people of Bay State Specialty Company, Kirby. Yep. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Bay State provides an innovative line of healthcare, housewares, desk, and office promotional products. And if you are interested in any of those particular pieces of merchandise, I strongly cur- encourage you, and I know you do as well, Kirby. Yep. Uh, please visit them at baystate.com. Actually, one of the things I always say about Bay State is the best promotional products are the ones that are functional, and Bay State specializes in functional promotional products. So yes, absolutely. Right. The functional ones, Kirby, they're kept. 
Yes, that's the exactly right. Once are kept. Kooky. Well, cool, man. Uh, the one thing I'll throw out there is if you have any topics, we've gotten some great feedback from people listening to this, and man, I really appreciate that. Um, but if you have any topics you want Bill and I to cover, we're always looking for things that are important to you. So let us know. Wouldn't you agree? I would totally agree. Absolutely. As always, Kirby, I enjoyed it. Hope you did too. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, man. Thank you. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. 